This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. going on everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover sakamoto days mission yozakura family jujutsu kaisen my hero academia and one piece week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 31 i am your host eagle and i'm melo yenis and uh apologies for the late episode this week scheduling has kind of been a nightmare lately and also i was going through some health issues as well i actually have covid right now so it's tough but uh, I digress. As always, before we get started, go ahead and take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on, as well as uh, the link to our Patreon if you would like to support what we do even more so than you know you do by just watching the video. So um, also, Keep letting us know in the comment section what series you would like to see on the show for the sixth spot on the roster now that um, Ayashimon is out of there. So we'll be putting up a poll on Twitter and stuff later on, but uh, it helps to let us know, you know, which series should be in the running. So keep putting comments down in the comment section, letting us know in the Discord, on the Twitter, all that. And with all that said, um, oh, also timestamps down in the description box as well you can use to navigate through the video and avoid spoilers for series you are not current in yet and with all that said what a fantastic weekend jump um, it's a good uh, one. well that's a short one but you know so still, uh, still still pretty good it, we're missing definitely a couple series that uh you know hurts to be missing but um yeah i don't know what did you think was the strongest chapter overall and what did you think of the week oh man you know not to sound like a broken record, but I really enjoyed the My Hero Academia chapter. Like, I know some people ragged on it a little bit, but like, I really liked it. Uh, I think of the three, I'd say that it was My Hero, Sakamoto Days, and then like Yozakura Family. Mm. Nice. Um, for me personally, I guess, you know, chalking it up to purely the content within the chapter like i would say it's between yozakura family and my hero for me mm -hmm. um only because the content feels a little more fresh like the what we got in my hero feels like reinforcement of past things which also feels good but um in Yozakura family, we, we just get, like, new dialogue, new bonds reinforced, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So, um, new characters introduced that we've wanted, you know, since a couple chapters ago to, to learn their names and shit. So, I think I'd have to give it to Yozakura family. Um, but a really strong week overall, even though it is very short in terms of what we cover, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm excited to, like, 
see what's cooking because I am firmly in the camp of don't worry about it. Let an author cook. If they do it for health, if they do it for the sake of the story, even better. Like, just let them take their time because I feel like, um, like if you're making food, right? Like, do you cook, like, like if you guys cook at home or anything like that, if you feel like you're being rushed, you're going to make a bad meal, right? As opposed to, like, paying, paying attention to what you're making. Like, like the people that I know that are the best cooks, yeah, they work in high-stress indus like industries, but they are good at keeping their calm. That is their biggest muscle. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what, what comes out next week. Yeah. Well, um, with that being said, why don't we get right into things here with Chapter 77 of Sakamoto Day's first chapter of the night. <clears throat> K-I-L-L. I N G. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Some in the throat. No worries, man. Um, not a whole lot to this chapter. I feel like, you know, I don't know. We we only get a couple different perspectives, and we don't really get a whole lot. But I do really like this um this scene that we start off with i like how sakamoto kind of beating up the students actually does get through to them because they are kind of mm -hmm. delinquents so that makes sense right that well like, i'm you know especially with what the old guy said about like oh you, you use your youth to get through to them you know and he's like oh mm -hmm. was i was i supposed to whoop their ass the whole time like is that some delinquent shit like i didn't even remember is uh, this the trick no yeah because like, it allows but... him to kind of actually have a conversation with them where he can actually get a better grasp on not only how they feel about like the situation mm -hmm. in the school, but like just how much of a grasp that slur has gotten over the assassin world and like especially this kind of oh this yeah. fledgling assassin world where the up and comers are all you know kind of looking at him like Gung that's the ideology that we should be you know following, um, which is crazy. It's interesting to me because like. It's not like, how did this happen, like, powers of youth, but literally, like, they, they are talking about how the most important thing in this industry is skill. They say that on page four, and they admire yeah. him for skill. So, like, Sakamoto, as the, as, you know, Mrs. S, you know, won them over by skillfully handing them their asses. And so, like, they're willing to give them the time of day. And I thought this chapter was, like... It wasn't, like, the most exciting, but it's really important because, like, I think I'm a big person for, like, social fabrics, especially in stories, just because of, like, you can only have so many cast members, right? And how they affect each scene can show more. And I, I thought it was interesting that there was, like, a level of hypocrisy, right? Like, there was this moment where they're talking about, like, oh, yeah, they've reduced the assassin population by 80%. You know, they're doing great. But then they're also talking about, like, you know, it's dangerous for one agency to choose who gets to live or die on page five. Mm. And they're like, X is trying to change the world. And then it's just like, well, you know, what is the difference between the JAA and X, right? Slur is just enigmatic, right? They don't know much about him. And so um, there's actually a psychological thing done 
where if you give someone like a sentence that is like missing key words to like give it context, people will often fill in their own context and project what they mm. want onto blank spaces. Right? And I, I bet, you know, you're a pretty sociable guy. I bet you have had like a couple young friends that were like super enamored about a person, right? And they're like, oh, they're, they're, they're the best. They're amazing. They're so great. But like, they don't know anything about them. You know, it's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've had okay. even older people that I know, it's like, they're like, oh, I know this person. I trust this person. I'm like, you have no idea who that person is. Even if you've known them for like, yeah. and I've said this to people before, they say this in terms of like significant others, even, you know, uh, relationship experts say you have no real idea who a person is until you've been with them um, for four years. And this is on a level as intimate as like a, a significant other, you know, until you've been with each other for four years, like that's when the true comfort sets in and you really kind of start to reveal those mm -hmm. things that you had hidden before. And, you know, that's when most relationships kind of truly get tested is within that time period when both people, you know, are kind of learning a lot of stuff about each other that they didn't know before due to the comfortability setting in. And then your, you know, your true habits and tendencies kind of, Mm -hmm. come to the surface and yeah you can only tamp down on your own personal nature for so long right mm -hmm. so if you have it's like some people are like you know i have the problem with this thing and i, I you know i just don't do any work involving that thing right and then they keep having a problem with that thing and it's like they never resolve the one tension they're like no i'm gonna bury it i'm like bro it's part of you you can't bury it in the basement. It's like a horror movie. Like, psychologically, your problems are always going to break out mm -hmm. uh, from the basement and cause a ruckus because it's not being addressed, because it's not being seen. And it wants to be. It's going to be, regardless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, this, the college dorm thing, like, the kind of, like, it resonated me in the sense that I've lived similar conversations on a much more mundane level of like people trying to talk about politics and then mm. being like oh no we want this we want this and i'm like i understand i agree with you on like these like personal stances but the people you're choosing i don't agree with and they're like why not how could you not love this person and i'm like because i don't know them they're not a real person that i can interact with yeah. Like, you think that you're like, like, it's, it's, it was like watching some of my friends who are big, like, Harry Potter heads be head over heels over Elizabeth Warren. And I was just like, they're like big McGonagall vibes, snap, snap. And I'm just like, guys, I love you. This is stupid. Because it's like, it's like treating a politician like a celebrity is is awful right uh and like people use celebrities all the time to like convince people that like oh you like this celebrity then you like this product you like these ideas you like the policies the actions of the group that slur is running right like it's it's weird that he's kind of created like this culture of like mystique to whip up these kids into a frenzy who are showing like ideas of loyalty or at least outward loyalty to the uh principle 
even if they can't define what the principle is, one guy's just like, nah, dog, it's just because they're cool. Like, they just got the juice, and I'm about it. Like, fantastic. True. Whereas, yes. like, some of them are radicalized, like Amine, who is just, like, hardcore. is like, hey, man, no, we can't be swayed. We gotta, we gotta make action. We gotta fight. Like, yeah. you know, he's really bought into the whole thing. And he's like, no, no outside influences. This is the one we're listening to. We're not gonna listen to anyone else. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's the tricky stuff. Amine, man. He looks cold. Dude, this I love his outfit. I would love to wear that outfit, to be honest. I would totally rock the shit out of that outfit. Like, I love elbow patches. Very boho art school. Hell yeah. Oh, I didn't I wonder... even realize that was an elbow patch. I thought it was part of the kanji. The katakana. Oh? Uh... Nope. I thought, elbow I thought patch. it was like an accent. That's crazy. I think um, it's an elbow patch. So yeah, I'm excited to kind of see how this scene plays out with Sakamoto and then I wonder if uh, mm-hmm. if he's just like oh we should just drop dead huh well how about we uh, how about we you know what I'm saying what's up yeah. like cause we can settle it just like I just whooped them with the with all this shit like let's go we could mm-hmm. we could you know what I'm saying run, the, run this 30 real quick that'd be funny but yeah, no man. I'd like to see him maybe actually kind of verbal verbal gymnastics this kid down Straight up, I want. Look, you see... don't even know what you're talking about, real shit. You, you're, you, you're green. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't know shit. You're in high school. Shut the fuck up. Pipe down. <laughs> you're not. You're at an insane occupational college. Come on, man. Can you like, imagine relax. all this? Like, can you imagine all this? Just think back to all the stupid fucking shit that you said about the world with like such absolute conviction and you thought you were just right and now looking back oh, you're just like the worst wow worst kind what of what a fucking idiot you're just like <laughs> all that stupid shit i said what the fuck and so sakamoto oh, is probably looking at this kid like you're fucking stupid shut the fuck up <laughs> oh you don't know me just as an experienced me. like adult looking back like right shut up just shut up dude that's so annoying. Oh I can God. see why Nagumo didn't go because he says his biggest pet peeve is righteous justice. Like yeah. self-righteous <laughs> sense of justice. And I'm like, yeah, these people are convinced that they're right, you know? Um, and it's like, it's hard to like... Because people are like, oh, you need to reason with, you know, people that are, you know, aggressive with you for that. And I'm like, nah, dog. Like, if they don't know me and they call me a dog, like... What beneficial conversation is actually going to be had? Like mm-hmm. some people, you just need to scrap it out. And right, I think Amine's in that camp. Like he's solid. He's immediately calling us like dog. Like not even treating them like, like uh, you know, they're just stupid teachers. You know, invalidating their occupation, then dehumanizing that kind of stuff. It's like they're ready to see everybody as the enemy, right? Like mm-hmm. he sums it up. It's like they're just a dog. You old folks need to step back. And then, not even, like, in you know, like, it's like, after you step back, what then? It's just like, nah, y'all all should just drop dead. And it's like, yeah, you're not gonna reason to that kid. Just stomp his ass. I think this is just pretty much what's gonna ass. happen. I think, she, I think that, like, Sakamoto's gonna stomp his ass. Is he gonna kill him? No, because Sakamoto. Right. Still keep the promises. Good husband. But, like, 
not gonna be pretty. <laughs> so I don't like. about to kid's ass. Give him the give him the pause real quick. Put the pause on him. Like do just enough holding back so that they're conscious while you like lecture them. That's what I'm there for. Just fucking like yeah, just force feeding him the noodles, like washboarding him with the noodles. <laughs> Some. I um. I guess moving into this latter half of the chapter, unless you had anything else to touch on in that first scene. Um, I thought it was interesting that I don't remember who said it, but I think we touched it in the previous chapter talking about, like, like how do how were the tuitions paid? You know what I mean? Like, how do the tuitions pay? And they're like, they take 30% yeah. of your work. And if it's... And I was just, like, thinking, I was like, man, because, like, some of my, my uh, old classmates, they still haven't paid, like, I've been out of school for, like, ten years. They still haven't paid any of their student debt, like, at all. And I'm just like, huh, how would that work in the assassin world? And they're like, they'll send the order to kill you. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. I just think that's hilarious. It's like, man, like, we've had this whole, like, thing, it's like, the order, it's super serious. It's so tough, so scary. Elite hitmen around, around the world. You know, it is the most coveted council and, you know, the trusted weapon uh, of, of the organization. And they're like, yeah, they're getting student loan de <laughs> debt collection, just wiping these nerds. Hmm. And yeah, I was just I like, huh, know. that's a little uh, ignoble, I don't know. Well, so it sounds like I guess they don't even, there is no tuition technically, but they, they're going to forever take 30% of anything that you make um, as an assassin. Oh, that's in perpetuity. Yeah. Ooh, I can see why they're pissed. Perpetuity, baby, yeah. Yeah, that's no, funny. hey. I heard you know um, yeah. one of the major television stations, like TBS or CBS or... No, no, because not CBS, because that's um, that's Ted Turner or whatever, the dude with the mustache. But uh, I think TBS then, back in the day, there was like a a deal that was made for a major TV deal that was made for one of the first stations and um, the verbiage in the contract, it's like, it's hailed as one of the greatest business contracts in history to this day um, because the verbiage in the contract states that they will get royalties or, or, you know, paid for this and such that in perpetuity, which basically means like forever, until the end of time. As long as yeah. you're making money on this shit, we're getting paid on it. And um, I forgot exactly who... I heard it like offhandedly on a podcast that I listened to. It just got brought up. But the people who are, are the benefactors of the contract, every year they host a party and like they get, they get a bunch of t-shirts and hats and banners made that say, in perpetuity. <laughs> So the fact that you said that just fucking brought that into my mind and just I had to bring it up. It all it was came funny back. As fuck. I was just thinking about how relatable how pissed off these kids are because like I paid a shit ton <laughs> of my student loans and fuck all of that. Mm -hmm. That is like private student loans is a company even scummier than health privatized healthcare. And they're both awful. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Screw the system, burn it all down, let's go Slayer. Like, I can see the appeal. But at the same time, it's just like... Systemic change doesn't happen like that without it curdling. You know what I mean? Like Gojo in Jujutsu Kaisen said it best. He's like, hey man, like, yeah, I could just wipe out my entire opposition and run the world the way I want to run the world. But if I do that, the world I make isn't going to be any different. True. Yeah, you know, it's just a flip of like things. Like, if you have to take... That's why, I, like, people that do, like, Confederate flags and stuff and stupid stuff, they're like, we're going to the South rise again, or some stupid stuff. And I was like, bro... Shut up. You're so much less organized. You're not going to fix anything. Like, this is why no one takes you seriously. Well, I don't know. I don't know that I would apply that across the board as a whole. Because I'm sure there's some, you know. Yeah. Oh, tactical thinkers, of course. There's they're, some they're people everywhere. coming out of the southern area of the United States who are, you know. Oh, no. Smart doctors, this, that, the third, whatever. Oh, but absolutely. In terms of, never... like, the south seceding again and instigating a second civil war it's like calm the fuck down bro i like, think it would just be just, just chill the fuck out okay just calm the fuck down what mm -hmm. the fuck oh my god just shut up that's another thing where it's just like just shut up shut the fuck the, up what are you still talking about face of slur right you know they're just <laughs> like because they're just like oh yeah we like this guy he's killed off like 80 percent of the assassination population i'm like no if anybody like showed up it's like hey i'm part of a population and 80 percent of me disappeared because of one person and like maybe 12 other people i'd be like no fuck those people get rid of them i don't care if i'm not the target i'm gonna be yeah Ah, oh, yeah. man. I really liked the kind of, like, wholesome car interaction. Yeah. Initially. Yeah, I think Nagumo is, like, you know, if not already, honestly, fastly becoming one of my favorite characters in the series. He just exudes, like, that air of confidence, badassness, but also, like, while being so aloof, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Such an awesome, like character dynamic and um that in combination with his you know childlike aesthetic where he's always just seems like he's having so much fun and he's just Very like breezy jovial he's like oh you want some pockies what up oh shit's popping off here let me get on top of the car go in here real quick just rah, 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 slash all their necks in half a second and now uh, we're clean dude that fight was amazing i was I don't like know if he you can call it a fight man I mean, that sweep was clean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The one side. I also love that he did. One sided. Mm hmm. I think it's really interesting that, like, Nagumo, for as chaotic as he is, still fought light, like, seems to enjoy following the rules. Like, because he'll uh, send the Morse code on, like, the card to spell killing you know he's mm -hmm. following like the rules of the road as well as the rules of an assassin 
And then, like, yeah, he used a die to, like, choose how someone killed him. Like, that could be seen as a very chaotic thing, but, like, at the same time, using a die to distill, like, infinite choice into six options and then following the rule, even if it's not convenient for you, is still, like, I would say lawful, right? Like, yeah. Like, they're following the rules of their own game, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, not as uh, chaotic as they seem. And it kind of... You would think that increases your skill as an assassin, like, you know... Because with any, with any assassination, you would imagine you know, you're sitting there kind of like, okay, these are the options that I have. These are the routes that I can take. You know, this, this is plan, you know, plan A would be the easiest route to take. Plan C, B, you know, D, E, whatever. So if he's taking, you know, saying, okay, these are the probably the best six options. Now I roll the dice. Whichever one comes up, whether it's the easiest or the most difficult, I got to make a plan to uh, enact it that way, you know, which... Mm-hmm. You you would think polishes his skills more so as an assassin more than it hinders him. Obviously, well, it hinders I mean, him in the sense that you know some jobs might be harder because of it, but it's only going to hone his skills more at the end of the day. I do agree that skill or like whatever like scenario is, you know, like skill that level of skill offers him like a lot of like like wiggle room, a lot of freedom to choose how he wants to execute things. Um, and I think it's just, you know, the straight... I hate saying power difference, but just straight difference in abilities um, mm. goes there. I mean, you can see it in any arena, right? Like, if, if, if you go for, like, if there's an extreme difference of wealth, there's, you know, you know, don't have any worries. If you are in a... In a you're doing a sport and you are particularly athletic you know if there's a difference in that you know that you have the freedom to choose which plays you're gonna make as opposed yeah. to well i'm not very fast well son you're a linebacker okay like <laughs> if you're not fast you gotta yeah. be tough yeah Man. definitely um so i go, go ahead I just wanted to touch on, like, some of the older generations reflecting about, like, school and, like... Uh, one moment. On page 10 and 11 here. Had to clear my throat. Oh, no worries. Um, but, like, Shishiba's talking about how he dropped out on page 11, and they were mm-hmm. talking about, like, Osagirius was like, yeah, no, you didn't even really go to an assassin school. You were just this murderous... I love that she's from the farm, and it just, like, it's trending right now, right? Goth farm girl, like, it's there. Yeah. Osagiri is, is manga's goth farm girl, and it's it's hilarious to me. That's... But other than that, uh, that's really all I had to say. I was just like, I just liked the fact that they were, um, like, different in their, like, things. Because they're talking about, like, you know, people, the kids in the JCC, they only see one way of doing things, right? Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, we have to go to this school, and then we have to, like, you know, pay this money for the rest of our lives, and we'll never get out of this debt. 
And then, the, like, oh, so Gary's like, yeah, I was from a farm. And she, she was like, I dropped out, and I'm part of the guys that, like, kick your asses for money. So, like, you know. Right. I just found that, like, deeply ironic. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know that I really had much else for this chapter. I guess uh, rest in peace, these fucko assassin guys in the car, man. They're out of there. Oh, they're tapped. At least they were given, like, chiseled jawlines, but that's about it. They got their shit slashed expeditiously, bro. Buddy hopped in the car. He's like, shoot him down. Where? where Gets yoinked out the fucking car on some Batman shit. Mm. Then he's just sitting in the fucking whip with him. They're like, huh? Just get fucking, oh, my God. Nagumo's oh, so man. nasty, man. Nagumo is fucking death on the wind. The thing that I was really interested in was his finger tattoos. 201%, um, I saw that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I was like, what does that mean? Like, is that a level of earnestness that he tries to embody? Or is this part of, like, an equation that, like, further, you know, personifies his, uh, you know, ideals? Something like that. Or it could be just the classic tattoo idea of, it looked cool. I wanted it. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. I'm wondering. He has math It looks like the one on his left stuff. hand says 301. If you zoom in. Oh, yeah? Oh. Interesting, interesting. So, he's about overcoming limits. And also, like, the idea, I remember the Fibonacci spiral, which is about, like, exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, that's really all I have for Sakamoto, uh, Sakamoto Days today. Yeah, I think that's all I had as well. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into Chapter 136 of Mission Yozakura Family, the Gold Rank Spy Meeting Part 2. And, um, I love, love love the big dick energy that we get from Kyoichiro like at the beginning and you know the middle kind of the basically throughout the chapter really um and especially paired with his dialogue about the Yozakura family being the greatest spy family in the world and that leaving one random organization won't cause them to falter which was gas you could tell that he like wasn't totally being truthful because he is kind of upset about the situation being that Izumo is kind of the president and mm -hmm. uh, he makes that clear in some dialogue to him in, you know, in kind of the middle portion of the chapter. Um, but my point is like, I love that energy so much from Kyoichiro. And um, I guess when I, as long as I brought Izumo up, I also really did love that he was able to talk Kyoichiro down as easily as he was, you know, um, mm -hmm. And I, I like the reinforcement of that, of their best friend dynamic through, like, Tayo's dialogue about how normally once uh, Kyoichiro loses his temper, it's, like, impossible to calm him down, right? Um, but, yeah, sorry to jump around a little bit, but, that like, I just, I really love a lot of this chapter, man. Like I said, it was kind of, I thought, maybe even my chapter of the week here, so. Oh, man. <clears throat> It, because, like, I absolutely agree. Massive, just, main character energy from Kuichiro, just, like... And it makes sense, because, like, 
if you're part of an organization and it's willing to expel you, what benefit is it part of their organization, right? Like, because, like, if you're part of, like, a group like that and you're all assassins and killers, like, you, the only reason is for the, to be part of that is so that it has your back. And the moment it doesn't have your back, it's almost like a breach of that social contract. And it's just like, yeah. if we left the organizations, you would cause reprisals. So it's really business and, like, standard practice for if you pull your backs on us, we will hurt you. Like, right? Because, like, yeah. you could, but, like, it's easier for an organization to get away from it because it is a bunch of people as opposed to the family, which is a much smaller, condensed council of human beings. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Kyoichiro's like, hey, if any of you, if any of you ex- vote to expel us for shits and giggles, bro, just know. It's on site, bro. Like, we're, I'm throwing hands. And Ryu's like, oh, if you attack us, like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to look worse on you. And he's like, you think I give a shit, bro? I will fucking jaw your bitch ass right now. You're I've been already expelling to. us. You've been all over my brother for fucking 10 years. Mm-hmm. Shinzo just getting, getting bodied by this dude. Amazing. No, I really liked. Uh, Kai's ability to like cause like I know they talked about like the super high perception and I love that they're using that kind of uh, the idea of like a friend knows who you are right yeah. like can recognize certain things about you especially if they know you very intimately I know we touched on this like you know just last segment about how it takes like several years to like really know a person. Mm-hmm. And I just like that the Kai was just like, oh yeah, no, you did more c- cologne and it's in your hair, which means you were nervous. And like, yeah. that's crazy to like notice all those little things. Very Sherlock Holmes, top notch spy president stuff. That's like exactly what I wanted. And I definitely remember saying that I didn't think it was going to break out into a fight because of the president talking down Kiichiro. Mm. Um, yeah, I think... The snacks, though, seem like a big point. I don't exactly recall. It's on page I'm fairly eight. sure that that's, like, their favorite snack. I'm pretty sure. That might even be the snack that um, Kyoichiro tells... Tayo to go to the grandma in order when he wants to talk to Izumo. Yeah. And so I feel like there is a meaning of him opening up the snack, right? Like, because when he does, he's like, Kai, wait, what second? You know, like, what does that mean? And so it's like, I don't know, maybe like one of those code things where it's just like, I brought you the snack every single week. And then you never eat it because you don't like it. But I just give it to you so that, like, you know, that's the sign that I want to talk to you. You eating it is like a sign of, like, you wanting me to talk to you, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was looking to see if Kyoichiro ever took one and ate it, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get uh, big empathy vibes, big friend vibes from, from Izumo here. 
talking about how amazing you know, cut going to uh, all these extra lengths and and all these you know to even self harm right uh, to just mm-hmm. put the family on his back and and act like they're rock in this time of turmoil you know um, and he's like you've done so much up to this point like why ruin it just by turning up here at this meeting now and like attacking Ryu attacking Shira whatever mm-hmm. you know. I loved it. Um, and like page six, amazing thing. I loved the idea that like he like because like Black Spider's been like Black Steel Spider's just been like OP forever, right? Yeah. And so seeing it be undone with a box cutter was just like that's super cool. Oh yeah. Like having it frayed. Yeah, I would expect I would expect that of Izumo too, because like you said, it's just like friends know friends, and he knows Kyoichiro's black spider. So he's like, "I got your shit. All I need is an exacto knife with two of the fucking things out. And if you've used an exacto knife, you know like how small of a blade he was working with, and he sliced all these threads. You know what I'm saying? Them motherfuckers are sharp though. They are sharp, sharp as fuck. Sharp. Oh, yeah, they're man. they're not to be played with for real. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the uh, kind of the parallel champion, like the parallel spies, right? Like, because we talked about like Ryu. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the Cyber Demon Lord Giga and Doctor Mozu. I thought I'd love that we got their nameplates finally, and uh, I thought it was Ooh, awesome well. that we were kind of right in our speculations about their. Um, their field of expertise i would say in the in the mm-hmm. assassin field where you know cyber demon lord gig is like eh, 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 yeah if you can't capture him in three days let us let me hack into Xion's database and then this other dude's like uh, oh yeah let me take a bunch of nanao's research data too ah ah and they're fucking just talking shit so yeah no i love that mean part. and cut all ties with me and i'm like bro you probably did some messed up shit because right. like nanao doesn't it's such a sweet boy, horrifying child. But like, this is such that. A sweet this boy. is that. Uh, he's that unethical one. You know what I'm saying? He's like, the. He's, like, he's the one. He's human rights violation way back. Yeah. His hair's so big, cause it's full of sin. Right. <laughs> it's full of sin. Oh my god. Hell yeah. Man, um, I think it's interesting that Hulong, the really like proper looking lady, was Kengo's teacher. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah, which makes me wonder who Cosmos Aki Zakura is supposed to be affiliated and with. Yeah, like who they're supposed to kind of be a match for, right? Mm. Because we've got Futaba's like you know military industrial complex buddy. We've got the newspaper guy for Shinzo. And it just makes you wonder, like, and we got the president for Koichiro, so I wonder who Cosmos is so supposed to, like, reflect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think uh, all that's left is Tayo, right? Or Mitsumi. Um, I'm really bad at math. That's my hobby. I play D&D. Why am I bad at math? Mitsumi, I mean, it could be... If any, I was thinking... 
I don't know. Goliath? <laughs> no. I don't know. It's tough. Well, yeah, if tough you guys have an idea, let she yourselves just, know. Uh, Cosmos could just kind of be a wild card, you know? Mm, true. Um, man, what did you think about uh, Momo's uh, public apology video? Um, it's wild. He's just like so mentally unhinged. Like he just does. He's going back and forth, back and forth. Um, I just wonder what the. I I wonder more so what the request is. It's so abusive, man. Right? Like you, you're doing horrible things in front of your family. And then killing people for your family, causing a trouble for them, and then privately apologizing, being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, like, you know, because it's only for the gold rank members. It's not, like, a public, public apology yeah. or anything like that. And it just, I, I do my best to avoid, like, celebrity, internet celebrity drama. But you see that shit all the time, right? Like, you're like, oh, I'm sorry I took a video of, you know, dead people's remains in Japan. Or, I'm sorry that I, you know, said the N-word and I'm very sorry and I'll never do it again. It's just mm. how I was raised. You know, it's stuff like that. Or like, I'm sorry I sold bathwater that may or may not have uh, actually had zero uh body person in it like it was just a bottle bottled water someone did like a dna test or something i don't know if that's true but like i would believe that because no i believe that thing, like, girls like, selling their bath water now it's like what the fuck exactly man like relax yeah um but I, they or like people doing all these public apologies and stuff they're like i'm sorry for my personal opinions about like whether palestine should be free yada 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 and it's just like I don't know, man. Like, you're a celebrity who doesn't believe that the Holocaust existed, okay? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, hmm. So that's how I feel about, like, Momo. It's just, you know, it's a, I'm sorry there's consequences and I'm trying to, like, make you feel sympathy for me. It's just, like, I don't know. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends who've dated a lot of abusive fuckers, and it's just, like, see that shit over and over again it's weird how like all of them have like the same playbook it's fucking insane yeah like what Seriously. bookstore are they all going to dude like it's... no idea yeah it's one it episode of mtv's pickup artist in like a couple like bad decades and there we are guys yeah it is fucked up how all abusers kind of have that same playbook that definitely is crazy Mm -hmm. And even knowing that, like, you know, these, these like, abusees or these, you know, women, men, whatever, you know, they get caught up in these situations regardless, knowing all that, just because, like, mm -hmm. that mental vulnerability, you know, that's taken advantage of by the abusers. And it's, like, it's wild. It's fucking wild. The insecurity that's taken advantage of or whatever, like, yeah. A lot of my family's been involved in a lot of abusive situations like that as well. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, 
Oh yeah, no, I mean, it's good people trip. have sympathy. It's it's evil people that view sympathy as a weakness, right? Like, I don't trust people that have, like, like have abuse allegations, but then also at the same time, I've had people like, why are you giving money to, like, homeless people? And I'm like, bro, I could have been homeless. Like, there's been a couple years where I'm just like, man, I could have just completely fucked up and, like, landed on my ass. Mm-hmm. Hope you get better, man. Like, I'm just trying to show you some of the sympathy that I hope I get later down the line. Yeah. You know? But, I don't know. Some people are like, oh, they're going to do it on drugs. And I'm like, bro, I was going to do that on drugs. Okay? Like, the money spent the way it was going to be. Meant to be spent. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> What's funny? Uh, for legal purposes, that's a joke. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Um. So... <coughs> Great art, though. Like Excuse I love so... the eye on six, and I love oh, Kuichiro yeah. in the background on seven. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, that Kyoichiro panel was fire. Him saying like, mm -hmm. "Yeah," and that's what I was mm -hmm. saying. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. where Kyoichiro is really hurt about. Izumo, you know, being the president, he's saying like, you know, yeah, you got that cold ass ability that lets you see shit. So like, if you can see shit that well, you know what I'm saying? You know, this is all bullshit. You can see that this is a farce, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he's like, if you're trying to fucking stop me full with full knowledge of that, then I ain't even gonna have mercy for you, Kai. Calls him by his first name there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. That was so good. I gas. thought that was really solid. No, that was a great way to like turn the conversation back on the organization effectively. Mm -hmm. I thought that was fantastic. I don't really have too much else to say. It was a fun chapter, very heartfelt. Um, I thought it was crazy. Um, on page nine, I really liked the fact that. Uh, he has a very specific pre-mission cologne, and it has, like, a spider on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. The black spider. Mutsumi's but favorite. Like, but, like, bergamot is one of those, like, wildflowers that it could, like, make someone sick, but also can be, like, you know, be used to brew tea. It's basically, it's from the nettle family. Right. And then... But, like, the name of the plant... Uh, the name of the... In Cologne is oid ode toilet like the smell of the toilet like come on. <laughs> well, no, that's that's uh, that's all perfume in Cologne. It, it, really? It, yeah, yeah. Like, I I'll, always thought I that was a, a bottle like a out of my parody. closet right now, and I bet you at least one of them would say that it's bro. That's nicer crazy. colognes anyway. They all say that on the bottle because for some reason that's just that's what it's called. The thing. Um. Well, actually, I have. An idea of why that is, because Louis the Fourteenth, right? Like that, that big fancy era of the French, where like perfume and stuff was really big. They didn't have indoor a lot of indoor plumbing. There were still people pissing in like vases and like chamber pots and pans, and they had maids that would carry that stuff and get rid of it. And everyone has to pee, and everyone has to shit, and like, like the. British Thames was toxic. If someone fell in there, they're like, well, they're gone. <laughs> like, mm. they're basically swimming in sewer. They're toast. Um, and, like, the plague ravaged Europe for a reason, you know? Like, 
it didn't smell good. And so perfume, eau de toilette, makes sense. You know, we have the luxury of indoor plumbing. And so, like, for me, eau de toilette, I was like, ah, oh, that's got to be a joke, right? Like, I know what that translates to. That's, that's, that's comical. But, like, if I take a step back, look at the history, makes sense. Damn, and it's, so they were really just dumping their shit and piss in the river, and, like, that shit was just sinking to the bottom, and, like, the river was toxic. That's wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a small island, right? But, like, yeah, they, they did all kinds of stuff. Um, plus, like, there was a dude whose job was to, like, shovel the pits out. Like, bathroom pits. Mm. They'd be like, no, it has to go there. And he's like, I'm going to shovel it out. And people would use that manure to, like, take care of, like, put onto the fields. I know that like different cultures had different ideas on like manure and like night soil to like used for enriching fields. Depends on the place. Um yeah. Weird stuff. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Not to go on a complete tangent so, about they say all that, stuff. that they're gonna capture Momo in three days. Three days. Which... That's crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. I don't know. I mean, it, you would you think maybe they got a QHRO at least has maybe a plan in place to try and... He has to, right? It's got to be something where he's... I feel like Momo's apology is going to throw like a, a wrench into his initial plan. He's like, you know what? This is an ideal, but like the core premise of the plan should work let's work around that and then kind of hash out what he needs with the rest of the family i i, I want to see that war room kind of table discussion for the family yeah like really badly oh yeah um yeah that would be gas to get them all like at the table like how we you know just cooking like how are we going to do this that would be really tight Mm -hmm. I think that's about all I had for this chapter, though. I thought it was kind of weird that um, Momo had a tie that had his children's faces on it. Yeah. I was like, that's that's a little creepy. It's like, you ever see those guys, they get tattoos of, like, their kids, but the art is always, like, jacked up, and their kids look like Gollum. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, yeah, like that, that level. Or like, uh, I knew a dude in college and his college girlfriend got him, like, a shirt with her face on it. Like, super jumbo, like, the whole pattern of the shirt was just her face on it. And I was like, is that a gag gift? And he was like, no, it's not. And I really didn't appreciate you saying that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't blame you. I just, I just don't appreciate it. It's like, yeah, that's fair. I get yeah, that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's it for Sakum, uh, Yozakura for me. Yeah, me too. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get into the last chapter of the night. Chapter 358 of My Hero Academia, the guy who's made some progress. And um, big Shigaraki, this chapter kind of, I mean, not a huge like Shigaraki chapter, but it was a really strong My Hero chapter overall, in my opinion. I think, mm -hmm. you know, you obviously agree because you said it's pretty much your chapter of the week, but uh, 
not only did we get like a lot of fire action panels and you know a lot of cool um just attack panels defense panels movement panels but we also get some really hard hitting dialogue from shigaraki here and it's always so fire when he gets in his bag because he just like so thoroughly tears down the system in every facet right in a way mm -hmm. that makes the heroes you know he's spitting to have to confront their ideology in a way that they you know may never have had to before um so that's always really gas that's always super gas i think it's interesting how his his arguments have gotten better yeah <clears throat> or at least the veneer of it like right like the angle of which his words hit sound better but Ooh. when you look at like what he's actually saying and you're like you know what you make about as much as sense as you would when you're conferring everything as video games and being a little nerd you know yeah where he's like you know he's saying what he wants to say so that he feels justified in what he does i mean it sounds outlandish um, but like he is speaking from experience and like the system is fucked you know yeah I mean, it, it's it's a tricky position, right? To wield something's imperfection and mm -hmm. say that that is enough reason for you to be wrong, right? But... that's I mean, that's why I love the dialogue yeah. that we get from Bakugo, kind of in turn, right? Where mm -hmm. uh, he not only reflects on his past indiscretions when it comes to, like, the Deku situation, which obviously, you know, we all know about, um and his growth because of that and basically says like look you know i've taken all this to heart already i've acknowledged this and I've, I've i'm trying to move you know move on and grow from this this shitty person that i was and this you know these things that i did in the past um and like yeah we know the system isn't perfect but like me and a few others are trying to work on it we're trying to move forward and we're trying to build on you know what we know is right you know what i'm saying so uh, but what you guys are doing and how you guys are going about it is just not okay. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's basically what he's saying in a more Bakugo way. So, like, I felt that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like, they're talking about, like, you know, pretty words of, like, giving rise to a world of my own. Or one beyond me entirely. Appearance, form, function... For worlds split beyond any hope of status quo. All that awaits is schism and destruction. And, like... He wanted to be saying, like... Under my rule, all will be united as the exploited class. All will be equal. And I'm like, you're not including yourself in that. You're above that. Mm. Um, and it's like, what a twisted form of world peace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that might that could be the all for one talking or or maybe mm -hmm. uh, the Shigaraki. I think it's who knows I because think it's we get the difference in the the dialogue bubbles, which has been the most indicative thing we've had so far of the change in personality within Shigaraki at least. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, some of his bubbles this chapter are those and some are not. And Honestly, those ones where he's kind of spitting in, you know, page six to seven, really, you know, like that dialogue, that seems like some more all-for-one-esque dialogue, you know, mm -hmm. and especially juxtaposed with the, 
dialogue that we get from on, on page five, you know, he's like, oh, the more all for one quirk, uh, the more the all for one quirk takes root within me, the more my body adapts to the legion of stockpiled quirks within, along with various environmental factors. But he's like, my body's kind of searching and groping for the ideal form, right? Um, and then right after that, I don't know, it seems like he kind of switches, but it could, it could still be Shigaraki more so than all for one. But we do know that I both think, of these personalities are kind of vying for control in a way, you know. I think it's fused because, like, it's got Shigaraki's, like, impulse, but, like, with all for one's vocabulary. All for one's control, like, vocabulary and, like, composure, it seems. And then just, like,. Shigaraki's dis the disdain for what Shigaraki feels is the system comes with the, the but then like given eloquence through all for one's vocab through all for one's vocabulary you know mm -hmm. I think the eloquence comes through mm, the wanting to rule the world still seems more like a all for one type of bit but they seem stable, you know, because like Shigaraki is more known for his like mental instability, right? This this Shigaraki is very placid, very like collected, and sh like sure that they're going to win. Yeah. So I think that like currently AFO is kind of running the show, but. There's still a little jag on those uh, bubbles, so like, it's not one and done. It's still like percentages in flux. Yeah, for sure. Man, I love Bakugo's kind of like sweat-powered like backup system. Yeah, the. Uh... Strafe the suppressive Panzer. heavy mobile unit strafe panzer hell yeah dude that was cool and i like that that's part of his light outfit yeah you know what i mean like because he he was he because he like his suit bulked up but it felt lighter you know it felt compact Despite, like, his original outfit was, like, skin tight with just, like, the arm and, like, knee guards. I think it's just because, like, the volume of, like, the wrist guards and stuff shrank. You know, kind of, like, evened out. Yeah. The wrist guards, we did kind of note that they seemed smaller. And um, now I like that we get this look at him again because... We were speculating in a, a chapter or two ago that uh, NG Endeavors um, was kind of looking forward and seeing them in the future. And we mm -hmm. saw what looked like the stun grenades on Bakugo's wrist. And we were like, yeah, oh, does he have those like now that. or does he still have the fragmentations? He's got the When was the last time we saw him? He's got the, still, he's got the pineapple, the fragmentation ones. So mm -hmm. that definitely was like a future Bakugo. I don't know. It's It's off topic, but... That I mean, I like that, though, because it's, like, it kind of shows that each person's vision of who someone could be or, like, what they see in them is different. And yeah. I think it's really interesting that, like, when 
like you see all for one view his like quirks right they are rarely people with like deep impressions or features right but uh, like barely detailed at all because he doesn't actually care whereas like endeavor could like see clearly who he thought they would be yeah and even deku like you know he has a clear vision of his vestige um his his past quirk users because he you know he does care he's gotten to know them and he's you know learned from them whereas you know like you said all for one is like you're just a quirk to me i don't even care yeah his interest in them is extremely superficial mm -hmm. um i love the i can't wait to see this to be animated to be honest because like oh, yeah. the surfing on a giant surging wave of your own arm is a weird to think about and be just like oh god i saw people posting memes of like like oh god what is it called this is a little dumb meme people wojacks they had the, like the guy like sir silver surfering on his own brain mm. like reads the reads lord of the rings once extended edition <laughs> You know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shigaraki <laughs> on page five here. He's riding the hands. That's crazy. Yeah, and watching him on, like, page uh, one as well, like, he's just doing that thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I just like how, like, wild and, like, 3D dynamic the, the battle is. Like, I'm appreciating that that's the case and so like the team that they chose for this fight really get to shine their abilities yeah. i love that like they really they took time to like shut down specific quirks and abilities to like frame the fight they did all this and now it's paying off and i love it like that's like great prep I like watching these specific, like, customly chose teams to, like, fight in this position. I like the little sport coming out of, like, Mirko's leg. The, the little backup leg that they got. I love uh, edge shots. Like, bits to times to shine, because I we normally don't see that guy's stuff. Like, we've seen Kamui Woods, right? Like, handful of times we haven't seen edge shot like really pop off much he's like i only you know do the things when i have to strike that kind of guy yeah hits him with the pulp thread throttle dude his power is scary yeah like it's hits super you with that lethal. lung puncture real quick and you're just like <laughs> you're like ah oh, i'm glad you're one of the good guys you know what i mean like yeah, for real. His power could be abused so, so quickly. Like, it's tearing through those arms. Just whip through That's... a bank and fucking pierce everybody's heart real quick. Nobody would even know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, if he, like, like if he was, like, a proper ninja, if he was an assassin or something, man, like, you'd be toast. It would be, it'd be brutal. Yeah. Um... The thing that I thought was the most important in this chapter was kind of um, a multi-chapter thing. 
I thought that this was great juxtaposition following the Endeavor fight because Bakugo was his generation's potential Endeavor, right? Like, he could have been that kid that grew up to be a flawed adult who caused a lot of harm and suffering, right? Like, that was kind of the point, right? Like, if you make mistakes when you're young and you become a flawed adult, it's still not too late to be an adult who does the right thing and then immediately following up to a kid who has like the same same kind of life path looming ahead of him and be like, hey, you're young. And even if you were a shitty kid, there's still a chance to be a kid who does good things, right? Like I thought that was like a really nice touch and like great parallel for that. It was very satisfying because like normally, I don't like Bakugo as a plot character. He's they softened, like the more ridiculous like rage, out of him, for a lot of things. Because well, he's is grown. Great. Yeah, he's grown exactly, and so I appreciate that. But like, I hate really loud characters sometimes. It's just like I'm a pretty chill dude. I don't need that kind of volume in my life. <laughs> right, I feel that. I've always fucked with Bakugo really hard as a character, and I've I've loved watching him grow and, and mm-hmm. learn through his experience and his interaction with Deku especially. And I've loved to watch their kind of, their dynamic develop into a more respectful, you know, best friend, comrade. Peers. Dynamic. Yeah. Like real peers, man. And peers, I, yeah, I, really. I appreciate Bakugo. Like, I appreciated the position that he filled within the story and the idea that, like, yeah, we can be on the same team. That doesn't mean we have to like each other kind of thing. Because, like, it's just like any other job, right? Like, they've they said heroism is both an ideal and a profession. There is a Venn diagram there. There is overlap, and there are p- places where either side is lacking. Mm-hmm. And I I appreciate that, you know? I, I think that in a world with superpowers, that would be kind of inherently violent. And people are judged by their abilities, which are somehow reflective of their personalities as well. Um, so, like, if someone doesn't, like, doesn't accept you because of your quirk, they're basically rejecting you for who you are, right? Like, that's deeply hurtful for a child. Mm-hmm. Or adults. Um... I don't know. I just think that, like, troubled kids would be way more common than well-adjusted ones in a world like that. So I think that Bakugo is a very important kind of character to have. Yeah. Hell yeah. How it's your impact cluster. Dude. I can't wait to see, like, you know... What, what if anything it does? I mean, he doesn't have the healing factor, so if he gets this big move off on him, you know, he could he could definitely land a big significant blow here. Yeah, I don't know, man, because, like, I'm waiting for... Because, like, what if the arms splatter around, right? And he has a bunch of, like, meat and bones sticking around, like, like splattered all over. Meat Clumps and bones. Clumps of stuff. So, yeah. but like, yeah, they have that, right? Like, it would be terrain that isn't co- controlled by the group, right? They would have to send that flesh outside the cage 
Otherwise, he could use it to break line of sight. And then, like, I don't know, regenerate, and then maybe, I don't know, he probably has, like, some kind of, like, a marrowkinesis ability. And so, like, the the bones that were broken and splattered all over the place sitting in those piles of flunch are gonna, like, twist and, like, sharpen and, like, become, like, branching drills, like, attacking people. Like, I'm expecting because something of the like factor. that. Because of the growth factor? And then, like, him weaponizing you know, the parts of his body laying around. He's like, well, you know, I, I create these, like, claws out of bone, so I can just control that part of me that, like, the cells aren't completely dead, right? Well, like, he, can't really, he can't really harness any quirks right now still because of Aizawa still hitting him with erasure. Yeah, but I feel like he might use the clumps of his own body to break line of sight. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, weaponize the scattered clumps further. And I feel like, I'm just waiting for that to happen. And then they'll be be like, we have to, like, jettison all of the flesh. And it'd be like, okay, cool, but now there's massive gaps in the floor. Be careful. Massive gaps in the floor, wow. And, you know... You never know, Yayarozu and them might start running out of stamina. They might stop mm-hmm. being able to make the floor panels. Mm-hmm. Kaminari yeah. and them, you know. Got to think it's about the how long they can power this, which is, what they're t- which is what they were touching on, you know. While uh, yep. Bakugo said Stakes it, while, while, we still, while we still got all this people, you know, supporting us, we got to finish this. I think it's going to go really poorly. I, I, loved, I loved the art, though. Super crisp. I, I loved the fact, like, on page three, you could see Best Genus, like, just surf rope. Yeah. Best Genus is sick with it, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's actually super dope. And yeah, Mirko, really like, like you said, kind of running across the, uh, running along the, the skin, or the, uh, the, the, the hand growth branch thing. Arm? And uh, Best Genus was actually grabbing Bakugo by the arm and whipping him in that same panel with uh, Mirko. Hey! Whipping him out of the way of one of the uh, arms. Ah, I see it now. Yeah, some fire choreography this chapter, man, but I don't know that I... I don't know, I don't think I really had much else to touch on. Um... Weird parallel. Um, the fact that Shigaraki's body is super fluid, and on page 10 it touches on how Sludge had Bakugo near death, and Midoriya came to save him. I think mm-hmm. that's, you know, foreshadowing another parallel. So it's only gonna get worse before it gets better. True, true. Maybe he uh, goes for his eyes then, because if you remember, the thing that fucked Sludge up was that Midoriya's book hit him in the eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one part of him that was actually fucking vulnerable. Was yeah, because it kept rearranging. Hell yeah, but I think that's, like I said, that's about all I had for my hero this week. Mm-hmm. It was a good week, brief week. I'm looking forward to seeing what Oda and uh, what we get in the next One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm. 
One Piece back next issue. Um, is it? I haven't read July. Read the... Should be July. Uh, I don't know. Probably I... the one after. Probably it's probably the fifteenth. It's going to be the one after this coming. Mm. Um, That's okay. They're near the ends of their series. Like you got to do handle those endings with care because like. You don't want something to have, like, the Game of Thrones effect, where you're like, hey, we had something great, major cultural conversation piece becomes dead air. With... For a while, like... Within a year, you know? Yeah. That's wild, yeah. It literally went from... I was just talking with somebody about this, like, today or yesterday, actually, funnily enough. Like, literally... Somebody that I used to talk about Game of Thrones with week in and week out. As soon as the episode was over, we would have conversations about it. And uh, we were like, man, it's crazy how... Oh, and it was because the uh, House of the Dragon is coming out. It's a it's a Game of Thrones spinoff about um, the Targaryens. Okay. And so we were talking about just like, yeah, it's crazy how something can go from literally being a cultural worldwide phenomenon. phenomenon talked about you know across the world day in and day out trending on twitter every time an episode drops to literally never being talked about in anything but a negative light fading into absolute obscurity nothingness you know like could have been could have been one of the greatest last legendary seasons. what was that sorry no yeah go ahead sorry i was just saying like on one hand, like, could have been one of the most legendary TV series to, in history to nothingness. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Became a, yeah, a faux pas. People were, like, I've had a conversation about Game of Thrones, and the last five times, it's all about, like, wow, they really fucked up an ending. And weren't they given the ending? Like... How did they fuck up so badly when the whole shit was written? Yeah. Well, it wasn't written. They did take a lot of creative license in the, you know, uh, because the last thing that the books actually covered, I think, was, I think everything after Jon Snow waking up. Um, spoilers, I guess, if you're not fucking current. On <laughs> spoilers, if you like. Um, everything after Jon Snow waking up, I believe, from death was kind of creative license on the author's part like it wasn't necessarily covered in the books yet because he still hasn't finished the book series true Um, true and so it was a noted thing like yeah you know it was stated or from early on the endings would be different but they took so much creative license and they actually rushed it to a fucking end because they wanted to they rushed it go do disney contract shit that they fucking and then disney was like nah you fucked it up so badly no Get out of here. Yeah. So Don't lose us money. Good riddance, fuck D&D. Yeah. They ruined what was one of my favorite TV series ever and turned it into <laughs> nothing. And yeah. Show's got to be handled with care all the way through, you know? Hell yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for My Hero tonight, and I think that will do it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on this video if you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for more Fire-Ass Weekly content. Also, um, leave a comment down in the comment section below. You know, Let us know what you thought of this weekend jump overall. If you thought we missed anything or anything like that. Also, let us know what series you want on the sixth slot on the main show here. Um, and yeah, 
take a look at that description box down below. You can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts like Twitter, online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on, as well as the link to our Patreon if you'd like to support what we do even more than you do already by just watching it. Um, we would appreciate. And uh, yeah, with that, this will be another stupendous episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Wrapping up, I'm your host, Eagle. And I'm Melianus. Peace. Peace.